Hello, everyone. This is Reading with Finus. I am Finus. I'm reading American Indian Myths and Legends today. The story from that book that I'm going to read is A Legend of Devil's Tower. It's a Sioux story. Uh, follow me at Everything's Just Fine on Instagram to see illustrations of mine. Hey, 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 try to read every day. If not, don't even trip. I got you. Yeah, all right. Uh, anything I want to say? Hmm. Yeah, just trying to get my ducks in order, you know? Trying to... That's it. Just keep doing the grind and focusing and... And chipping away at... Life. In a good way. All right, that's about it. A Legend of Devil's Tower. Sue story. This is another characteristically tongue-in-cheek tale from Lane, from Lane Deer. Tongue-in-cheek. Out of the plains of Wyoming raises Devil's Tower. It is really a rock, visible for a hundred miles around. An immense cone of basalt, which seems to touch the clouds. It sticks out of the flat prairie as if someone had published it, pushed it up from the ground. Of course, Devil's Tower is a white man's name. We have no devil in our beliefs and get a, got along well as these many centuries without him. You people invented the devil, and as far as I'm concerned, you can keep him. But everybody these days knows that Towering Rock by his by this name. So Devil's Tower it is. No use telling you it's Indian's name. Most tribes call it Bear Rock. There is a reason for that. If you see it, you will notice on its sheer sides many, many streaks and gashes running straight up and down like scratches made by giant claws. Well, long, long ago, two young Indian boys found themselves lost in the prairie. You know how it is. They had played shiny ball and whacked it a few hundred yards out of the village. And then they had shot their two bows still further out into the sagebrush. And then they heard a small animal make a noise and had gone to investigate. They had come to a stream with many colorful pebbles and followed that for a while. They had come to a hill and wanted to see what was on the other side. On the other side, they saw a herd of antelope and, of course, had to track them for a while. When they got hungry and thought it was time to go home, the two boys found that they didn't know where they were. They started off in the direction where they thought their village was, but only got farther and farther away from it. At last, they curled up beneath a tree and went to sleep. They got up the next morning and walked some more, still headed the wrong way. They ate some wild berries and dug up wild turnips, found choke cherries, and drank water from streams. For three days, they walked toward the west. They were footsore, but they survived. Oh, how they wished that their parents or aunts and uncles or elder brothers and sisters would find them, but nobody did. On the fourth day, the boys suddenly had a feeling that they were being followed. They looked around, and, and in the distance, they saw Mato, the bear. This was no ordinary bear, but a giant grizzly so huge that the two boys could make only a small mouthful for him. from him. 
but he had smelled the boys and wanted the that mouthful. He kept coming close, and the earth trembled as he gathered speed. The boys started running, looking for a place to hide, but there was no such place, and the grizzly was much, much faster than they. They stumbled, and the bear was almost upon them. They had they could see his red, wide open jaws full of enormous wicked teeth. They could they could smell his hot, evil breath. The boys were old enough to have learned to pray, and they called upon Wakan Tanka, the creator. Tanka Shala, Godfather, have pity, save us. All at once the earth shook and began to rise. The boys rose with it. Out of the earth came a cone of rock going up, up, up until it was more than a thousand feet high and the boys were on top of it. Matto the bear was disappointed to see his meal disappearing into the clouds. Have I said he was a giant bear? This grizzly was so huge that he could almost reach the top of the rock when he stood on his hind legs. Almost, but not quite. His claws were as large as teepee lodge poles. Frantically, Mato dug his claws into the side of the rock, trying to get up, trying to get those boys. As he did so, he made big scratches in the side of the towering rock. But stones, but the stones was too slippery. Mato could not get up. He tried every spot, every side. He stretched up the rock wall all around, but it was no use. The boy watched him wearing himself out, getting tired, giving up. They finally saw him going away, a huge growling grunt, grunting mountain of fur disappearing over the horizon. The boys were saved, or were they? How were they to get down? They were humans, not birds, who could fly. Some 10 years ago, mountain climbers tried to conquer Devil's Tower. They had ropes and iron hooks called pintones to nail themselves to the rock face, and they managed to get up. But they couldn't get down. They were marooned on the giant basalt cone, and they had to be taken off in a helicopter. In the long days ago, the Indians had no helicopters. So how did the boys get down? The legend does not tell us, but we can be sure that the giant spirit didn't save those boys only to let them perish of hunger and thirst on top of that rock. Well, Wanabili the eagle has always been a friend to our people, so it must have been the eagle that let the boys grab hold of him and carried them safely back to their village. Or do you know another way? Told by Lane Deer and Winery, Rosebud Sioux Indian Reservation, South Dakota, 1969, and recorded by Richard Eridos. And that's the end of that story. It is cool. I don't know what happened to those boys up there. Like, we all have speculations now. They could just be up there and it, as a symbol of the God's given, the Spirit's given, you know, grace and saving you from one thing, but to another. But we all know from what he said at the end of that story, which is uh, the Spirit wouldn't just do that. So they probably are down somewhere on the earth spreading the word of the big mountain. You know, the, the there's no name for a bear, bear toe, bear something, bear rock. Let me see. Let me go back. What do they call this? They call it bear rock. I was right. So that's why bear rock's there. Uh, thank you for listening to Reading with Finest. I'll be back here tomorrow to read to you again. Maybe with some new sparks. Who knows? Everything is a new day. Who knows what's about to happen? Thank you for listening. This is Reading with Finest. I'll see you tomorrow. Ba-do-do-do-do, ba-do-do-do, ba-do-do-do-do, ba-do-do-do-do.